Hello and welcome to the Pen Sleuth Podcast. This is episode 19 of the series where I'll be reading short stories available on my website, thepennedsleuth.com. These stories are a mixed bag of weird and wonderful, dark and light-hearted. Today's story is called The Abandoned. Without further ado, let's begin. They had a nickname for us. It wasn't a particularly good nickname, but we accepted it. The other kids called us The Abandoned. We were a group of children who snuck out at night to do God knows what. It wasn't long before we found our base of operations. The Abandoned Apartment Building. And ever since, we've been called The Abandoned. It was the perfect hideout to escape adults and the problems they gave. Sometimes we were just rebelling against the curfew, but other times we just needed a place to be really alone. There were plenty of rooms in that building just for that. The building wasn't even finished by the time money ran out. Concrete walls, no windows, and very few doors. To us, it was perfect. The artists of the group would save up their money to buy spray paint cans and decorate the main rooms we spent all our time in. Some were large pictures, others were possible logos for our abandoned crew. We reveled in the pseudo camaraderie, but just enjoyed the feeling of belonging to something. It was a wonderful irony to our name. Some of us were more constructive. We could turn an ordinary pile of wood into a chair or table or anything we needed really. The building began to look more and more like a place to spend our time. Then there was Ryan. Ryan was our leader, but he was more of a dictator. Needless to say, he was the downside of our little operation. He tended to throw orders around for the sake of annoying us, but unfortunately he was the biggest and oldest of the group. There's not much a bunch of wimpy, skinny kids can do against Ryan the Rhino. Sometimes Ryan gave unnecessary orders that we were going to do whether he told us to do or not. It gave him a sense of power when we actually did what he told us to do. I built makeshift windows that didn't have any glass. I would use different colored plastic to create the panes, you see, but it wasn't enough. There was always something he wanted added to his space. He had the best-looking door, the well-made furniture, and most of our comics. Brian wanted pictures of his favorite cartoon characters in his room. He would shout at the artists that he was once friends with to create these personalized murals. We went along with it, however. It was far easier to do as he asked. Despite all this, we still called him a friend. But if we were smarter back then, we would just admit that we were using him too. Nothing quite beats having a bully on your side. When there were other kids, they would make fun of us and he would step forward and make them eat their own words. It was terrible looking back on it, perhaps we were the bad people, but at the time it gave us confidence. When we had done all we could do for Ryan, he would fall silent and the abandoned building became quiet again. We saw less of Ryan, but it didn't bother us, it gave us time to work on our own projects. We now focused on lighting. The building had a certain charm to it when it was lit by sun, but at night it was a confusing maze. We couldn't go all out with a generator and LED light bulbs. We didn't have that kind of money. We were teenagers and most of us would spend every bit of our money we made on comics before we even considered saving. Today, those comics would be worth a fortune 
if Ryan didn't throw them around the building after reading them like a used rag. However, lighting was the problem we had to deal with, and there was a quiet girl in our group who came up with the answer. We bought as many candles as we could, but soon after we were just taking them from our homes. We couldn't light the whole building, but we could light our rooms. Soon we finished the projects and the building became a second home. We would spend our time talking, reading and playing dumb games. That was when Ryan changed everything. Something in his mind flipped a switch and whatever pent up aggression he had seemed to make itself present. We heard strange sounds one night. It was on the floor below us. We looked around at each other and climbed down the stairs once we had decided to be brave. We were teenagers, but we were still terrified. The sounds became louder and soon we realized it was the sound of fighting. We found Ryan and a bunch of older kids from the school fighting among one another. We ran up to Ryan and asked what was going on, why there were other kids in the building and why were they all fighting. He explained that he was turning the abandoned building into an underground fighting ring saying he was inspired by a movie. He knew that the older kids would like to throw a few punches, create a few bruises and maybe make some money from it too. Ryan was rather entrepreneurial about it though. He would charge them each a dollar to take part in the fighting. He realized there was only so much we could do with the pile of wood and decided to use the money to kit out his room. He had plans for wallpaper, carpeting, more comics and anything else that could make his time more enjoyable as if he didn't get enough kicks out of working us like dogs. We were all shocked at what we saw and heard. He had been planning this for nearly a week and we only found out now. That night was the opening night for his fight club, but it was also the closing night. The older kids were strong and just as aggressive as Ryan, perhaps more so. They didn't spare any strength in each hit. Eventually the inevitable happened. We heard a sickening crack and a fleshy thump as a guy hit the ground. He wasn't getting up and he wouldn't be. The rest of the group and I realized what had happened while the rest of the older guys just stared. The artists ran to the police and the builders and I ran to the hospital. We took action while Ryan panicked. That was the last day we saw many of the older kids. We had stopped talking to Ryan and avoided him. We returned to our second home only once to collect our things, passing by a white chalk outline of a teenager. Other kids told us that we could always go back to it, our haven, our place, but it was tainted. Cursed by the events of that night, we could not return and we never did. I never saw Ryan's face again until I watched the news last night. First the newscaster showed the building at which the suicide took place. Then a picture of a man that hung himself. I knew that address and I knew that face. Ryan returned to the apartment building and decided to make it the last place he saw. I don't know what could have made him do such things. As terrible as it was that night, there was no reason to take that step. Some things you will carry throughout your life and I believe Ryan carried the blame that belonged to the kid that threw that fatal punch. We abandoned him just like his parents and with nobody to turn to he turned to the rope. I now carry that blame and I'll carry it to my last day. That is the end of this episode. If you like what you hear consider giving this channel a follow and if you wish to read this story it is available on my website thepensleuth.com. If you enjoy my work please show your support by following any of my social media 
or perhaps consider supporting me on Patreon. With that, good day, good night, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.